So good morning, Good Shepherd. And of course, Happy New Year. I'm Talbot Davis. I'm the pastor here. And we finished uh, 2022 by looking at Christmas hope. And we were like, well, what do we do on New Year's Day? And we decided to call it New Year's Hope. How clever was that? Next Sunday is going to start a whole new series. And I'll tell you about that a little bit later in our time together. But uh, for this particular talk, I know a lot of you have gathered live, so grateful for that, and others of you are live stream and grateful for that also. And for this talk on New Year's Hope, if you have your Bible with you, and maybe your Bible looks like mine, and it's in a book, and, and maybe it's loaded on your phone, and it's an app, and either way is okay, I want to invite you to, to uh, locate the book of Romans, the, the letter to the church at Rome in the New Testament, Chapter 1 and verses 16 and 17. Romans 1, verses 16 and 17. And just hold uh, that your, your place there. And, and again, some of you may not know where this church stands when it comes to the Bible, what we think about the Bible. Others of you know it very well. We've just discovered there's a lot of value in, in, in repeating this idea, this notion, and this truth every week. And and one of those things is that, yeah, I'm holding in my hands a book, but the Bible is not a book. It's a library. And when we are in looking at the book of Romans, we're actually in the correspondence section of the New Testament library. That Romans is a letter from Paul, pastor, missionary, author, to the church in the, in the city of Rome. That's the people who live there were called Romans, just like those of you who live in Charlotte. You're called Charlotteans. That's the concept. And that's just a fact a lot of people don't know. There's a lot of sections, a lot of different literary sections in the Bible. The other thing that we believe in and hold really tenaciously is that this church, we believe there's no other library like it. We believe it's the only one on planet Earth that God breathed his life into its words and he put his truth onto its pages. We really do believe, you may not believe this yet and that's okay. But we believe in leadership here that the Bible is inspired and eternal and true. And out of that conviction, we have a custom, whether it's New Year's Day or any other Sunday, we lift the scripture up when we talk about it. And, and again, you, you haven't tuned in before, you haven't seen this before, and this just strikes you as a little bit unusual. And yes, it is unusual. But we've discovered that this moment of oddity shapes our identity as a community that we're a collection of people who don't have life figured out. Can I hear an amen for that? Amen. But we know who does. Can I hear an amen for that? Amen. And since we know he does and we don't, we're glad to surrender our lives to his authority. And before I say anything else, pray anything else about New Year's hope, let's pray. So Father, thank you for, um, thank you for the goodness of your word. Thank you for the goodness of this gathering. Thank you for the, uh, just the real palpable way we can feel your spirit moving and at work in, in, a, in a collected gathering. God, we don't take collected gatherings after the last three years. We do not take collected gatherings for granted. And so I pray, Father, that you would fill me now with that same Holy Spirit who's been enlivening and touching hearts all around. I'm powerless without you, Lord, but because of you, I'm not helpless. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I, uh, about uh, 12 years ago, it's coming up on 13 years ago now, there was a young man who worked on our staff here, 
and his name was Rich, his, his name still is, Rich Tuttle. And here's his, his picture, Rich Tuttle. Some of you may remember him and, and others of you are like, I have no idea who that is because that was 13 years ago. I didn't even live here yet, much less go to this church. But at that time, he was our pastor of congregational care. If you were in the hospital or nursing home, he was very good to visit you. That was his role here. And then he, he went on, as, as pastors do, he went on to, a, to become, a, 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 instead of being on, on a team, of a larger church to become a pastor where he was like the every Sunday preaching pastor. Well, you're thinking, this is such an interesting story, Talbot. But what, what, what does a, thir- a picture from 13 years ago have to do with New Year's hope, for crying out loud? Well, uh, just about a year ago, Rich got a new assignment to a church in High Point. And I have a, a, a group of pastors that I pray for on Saturday evenings before Sunday morning, about four or five, just people, different stages of ministry and different levels of relationship with me. And I'm just dedicated to pray for those three or four pastors. Well, Rich asked if he could be added to this super elite group. It's not really a super elite group. (laughs) (laughs) But he did ask if I could could um, pray for, for him. And, and I knew that his previous assignment had been kind of a church that didn't have it, wasn't all together, all unified. And that the new church where he was in High Point was completely unified on really essential things. And, and so I just was, began to be led to pray for Rich Tuttle every Sunday. I don't, I don't know about the other three or four people I was praying for, but I would pray for Rich Tuttle that he would go deep in loving the gospel and bold in sharing it. So just every, every Saturday, Lord, you take Rich there in High Point and you conquer High Point with the gospel and you take Rich deep in loving the gospel and bold in sharing it. And so that's what I pray for Rich Tuttle, tall, 6'6". Six, six. Rich Tuttle, it's what I pray for him every Saturday. And, and again, you're like, well, Talbot, that was just so interesting. But what does it have to do with New Year's hope? Well, I guess I've really come to the place where I, if it's good enough for Rich Tuttle, can it be good enough for Good Shepherd Church? <laughs> and when I think about, and I'm going to tell you the thing I'm going to tell you very early today. Because when I think about what is my New Year's hope for the people of Good Shepherd for this community in the year 2023, it's really quite simple and not simple at all. It's that my New Year's hope is that we as a people, that we would go deep in loving the gospel and bold in sharing it. That, that's, that's what I want for this church, that, that we would never be a congregation that's a mile wide and an inch deep, that we would go deep in loving the gospel. Do, do you have any idea what it means to go deep in loving the gospel? First of all, do, do you even really understand? When I, when I say the gospel, do you even know what that, what that is and, and what that means? And if you don't, that's fine. It technically means good news. And a lot of people take, okay, that's good news. And, and maybe the gospel is something about Jesus on the cross and rising again. And I get to go to heaven because of what Jesus did. And notice how quickly you make that good news all about me. There's a grain of truth in all that. But fundamentally, 
the, the, the gospel is this history. I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Christian faith is not based on a philosophy. The Christian faith is not a philosophy of, well, love people and do good and love your neighbor and love, love yourself really a lot and love other people. And it's not a, the Christian faith is built on history. And the gospel is a story. The gospel is history. We, we like to think that we're history makers. No, we're not. We're made by history. We are made by the history that Jesus lived and Jesus taught and Jesus died and Jesus rose and Jesus reigns and Jesus is coming back. And all of that, that's the gospel. That history that God invaded planet earth and when God invaded planet earth, we were so glad to welcome him home, weren't we? We said, we're just so glad you're here, God. Let's kill you as quickly as we can. That, that God invaded planet Earth, and because of that invasion, our lives, our eternities, our destinies will never be the same. And when we love the gospel, here's, here's the cool thing about loving the gospel and going deep in, I mean, I love the gospel. For you to love the gospel means you have to admit that you are a mess. Because the gospel is not good news to people who have it all together. The gospel, which none of you do. <laughs> the gospel is not good news for people who are going to be working their way to heaven based on their achievements, their resume, their bank account, their social skills, which none of you can. The gospel is good news for people who know how messed up they are and that it is only by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross that your problem, your messed up problem, your, you ready? You ready for the word that nobody says anymore? Your sin problem gets dealt with. And it is only in the gospel that that sin problem gets dealt with. The way to go deep and loving the gospel, the reason this is so counterintuitive, it's like, you, yes, I am messed up, but I need a Messiah. And in Jesus, I got the best one ever. So you go deep in loving the gospel and, 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 and you go serious about acknowledging, yep, my, my problem my, my problem in life is not that I don't have enough money and not that I don't have enough friends, not that I, I, I don't have enough social influence, not that I don't have enough followers on Twitter, friends on Facebook. And my problem is that I'm a sinner. And my sin actually offends a holy God, that God doesn't wink at sin. Sin is an offense to his nature. And we know how much it offends his nature because we see how much it cost to pay the penalty, which was the blood of Jesus. And so when you go deep in loving the gospel, you go deep in admitting, man, without, without Jesus, without the gospel, without this good news, my sin-soaked soul is going to be separated from God forever? And another name for that is hell. 
But because of the blood-drenched cross, I get to be in his presence for all of eternity, and another name for that is heaven? Man, if you're, if, if you're like me, if, if you're like me, that's a problem. But... <laughs> But if you're like me, sometimes, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, well, when am I, when, when am I going to get the recognition or the applause or the attention or the accolades? When, when's everything going to be right? And that's just a never-ending cycle. It's never enough. What, whatever hill you climb, whatever accomplishment you have, it is never Enough. And so God has been so good to me because he's been teaching me about loving the gospel more. And whenever I go on these, these internal escapades about what's next and what more and why not, and he just reminds me to begin the day by celebrating the fact I am bought. I am a, I am a bought person. And because I'm bought... I don't have to, my, my identity, my value isn't something that I achieve. It's not something that, that I can accomplish. It's something that Jesus has already declared over me. I've told y'all this before. I keep longing, longing for, for the applause of the crowd. And every time God has to say, you've already got the approval of the king. And why would you ever want the phony when you can have what's eternal? And when I remember, I am bought. And so I just in, invite you to begin your days with that simple recognition. I am bought. I, you, when I pray this, you know, when I pray this before a message, I'm powerless without you. That, those aren't just words. And, and when you can admit that I am powerless without the blood of Jesus, but I'm bought by it, man, all of your striving and all of your yearning and all of, oh, if, I, if, if, if my husband or my wife was just a little bit better, then I'd be happy. Or if you're single, single again, if I could just have a husband or have a wife, then I'd be, and, and God's like, no, 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 no. In me, in him, you have everything you need for contentment and for completion. And I simply want the people of this church to go deep, deep, deep in loving the gospel, which is why Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, which, which, I, which I had you find, says this, this is Paul telling, telling the Roman church, here's the most important thing I can ever let you know. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to most people who believe. Did it say that? It is the power of God that brings salvation to who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel... Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose, Jesus reigns, Jesus is coming back. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. I want people to go deep, deep in loving the gospel. And, and a lot of times we, we in church world, when we think of like who needs to hear the gospel, this is very common in church land that, that we take the gospel and we do to people who haven't heard it. But do you know who needs to hear the gospel more than just about anybody else needs to hear the gospel? 
Christians, people who've already said yes to it. Because you know why? If you don't hear it, if you don't have a regular dose of gospel, you forget it. And when you don't get a regular dose of gospel and you forget the true gospel, you run after false ones and there are false gospels all over the place. I don't want that to happen to any one of you. And if you ever come to church on a Sunday at Good Shepherd and you're like, well, they talk about Jesus so much. Well, yeah, you can't talk about him too often. And so I want you all to know that you are defined by, you're not defined by your resume and you're not defined by your bank account and you're not defined by your circle of friends. You're defined by the gospel and you get to repeat it to yourself. Christ has died and Christ has risen and Christ will come again. And you go deep in savoring that. Loving, Do, do you know how liberating that is? Do you know how freeing it is to know my my identity, my accomplishment, my eternity is uh, the most, I've told you this, the most important thing that ever happened in your life did not happen in your life. The most important thing that ever happened in your life happened in Jesus's life. And when you define yourself by that, and when you adore that and savor that and go deep in loving that, man. Will you be in good shape? Uh, My New Year's hope is that the people of this church will go deep in loving the gospel and bold in sharing it. Bold. Because if it's good enough for Rich Tuttle, it's good enough for you. Amen? Amen. Bold in sharing it. So when when you go deep in, in understanding that the gospel makes you who you are and you can love it, you don't just accept it, you don't just believe it, you love it, then naturally you want to share that good news with other people because here's what I know. Every one of you, you, you have someone, those of you who have named the name of Jesus. Those of you who understand what I'm talking about when I talk about the gospel, those of you who know your eternity is never a reward for your goodness, but always the result of his greatness. Those of you who know that, you ha- and I don't know who all that is here, but those of you who know that, you all know someone who has not yet said yes to Jesus. And I want in 2023 for this church and the people in it to be bold in sharing that good news with people who haven't said yes to it yet. Because the stakes, the stakes are high. When I say you all know people who haven't said yes to Jesus, and it could be someone in your family. It could be someone you're married to. It could be someone you gave birth to. It could be someone who gave birth to you. Could be the friend on your street or in, 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 in your work cubicle. But you know someone who hasn't said yes to Jesus and the stakes are so high that that person who hasn't said yes to Jesus, if they die without saying yes to Jesus, they're in grave danger of an eternity without Jesus. And I don't want anybody who's hearing my voice or anybody you love deeply to face that. And... and, and Jesus has given us the privilege and the responsibility of sharing that good news with people in in our world and and in our circle. I I know 
every one of you, again, who you're a Christian today, you're getting what I'm saying about the gospel. The only reason you are is because someone told you. Maybe you've heard that, that line. It's such a sweet sounding line. Preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. Such a sweet sounding one. It's just, the, God, the problem is the gospel is words. The, the gospel is words. Jesus lived and Jesus died and Jesus rose and Jesus reigns and Jesus is coming back. Those are words. That's a story. And if we don't tell it, people won't know it. And I just want you in the most loving way possible to have the boldness and to have the courage. And because you've savored how good it is to be defined by and saved by the gospel, that you can't help but share it with people you know. That, that's my, I, I, want this, I want this church to be a, a, a hell emptying and heaven filling movement at Good Shepherd. And I, I love to see those, those incidences when it breaks through. Just like just last week, we had Christmas Eve last week. Amen. And, and three services, big deal, a lot of stuff going on and and anyway, in the aftermath of that, I got a note from someone in the church of something interesting that had happened on Christmas Eve. And here's what it said. My adult daughter wasn't supposed to be there at the Christmas Eve services, but her sister's flight got canceled. And so they came to church. It's like, you know, what else? <laughs> I don't got anything else. To... No, it wasn't like that at all. Here's the good stuff. My daughter felt like the whole service, everything y'all did at Good Shepherd, applied directly to her. And that that then led to a conversation with her sister about faith. We have been praying for her heart to be open to the Lord, and this experience opened the door just a little bit more. Amen for that. This is why we gather. It's why we do what we do. But notice what that family had been doing. They, they had a person in their household who had yet to say yes to Jesus and were relentless in praying for that person and sharing the good news with that person and having non-threatening conversations with that person about just how good it is to be a, 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 a bought person. And so my, my prayer is that you, you know, you have someone, someone's popped into your mind already. And for some of you, maybe three or four someones, and they have popped into your mind already. And in 2023, won't it be great that, that you will be able to, because you've gone deep in loving the gospel. And when you go deep in loving the gospel, you almost can't help, but be bold in sharing it. And the thing is, we want to partner with you in all of this. And, 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 and I love it when we're able to, our, our January message series, we, 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 we don't do this every January because they come around like every year. I don't know if you noticed, but many times we like our January message series really to focus on people who may be out of a New Year's resolution or maybe coming out, out of what just happened at Christmas are more open to spiritual things than they would be at other times of the year. And, and so sometimes we, we tailor the series to, to reach that population. And in light of that, I, I want to show you what the series that starts next Sunday is all about because it's tailored exactly that way 
the, the bumper is going to be on the screen in just a minute, and then I've got another thing to tell you about. So take a look up at the bumper. benefit of the doubt, a new way of looking at faith. And, and you all know of people who have doubts. And so, yeah, yeah. And so what a, what a marvelous opportunity to invite those friends. But, but here's even better, because I, I said, we want to partner with you and we want to give you tools. And we have a, 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 a tool that I'm, I'm quite excited about and, and to, to access it. I already done did it myself this morning. Make sure it works. Go ahead and pull out your phone, and we, we have a new tool that you can use to text your friends, family, and loved one to invite them not only to this particular series coming up, but everything coming in the future. And if you would, uh, if you uh, text the word invite to the number 704-481-6939, 704 6939. All you do is text the word invite to that. And voila, all this stuff comes back to you. You get, a, you get a text back with a link that gives you text messages you can send to your friends. It gives you graphic imagery that you can use to invite them to this particular series about doubt. It, it is a way of resourcing because I don't, you know, don't want to just say, hey, Share your faith, share your faith, share your faith, and not give you tools and resources for how to do it. And, and so this is really a, a, a first step that when, when we resource you and, and help you to invite people to a gathering like this, to be surrounded by God's people and to hear the goodness of the gospel, and, and in the case of this next series, to see, to, to, to see how it is that, that doubt doesn't have to be the enemy of faith. Doubt can actually complete faith. At some point, man, what a win that will be. So, yeah, we we want to in, in 2023, our New Year's hope, my New Year's hope is that you all, the gathered people of Good Shepherds, you would go deep in loving the gospel. And because you've gone deep in loving the gospel, you've decided, I don't need to follow fads, and I don't need to follow celebrities, and I don't need to measure myself by my accomplishments. I measure myself by what Jesus has already done for me. When you go deep in loving that, you can't help but be bold in sharing it. That's my New Year's hope for me and for you and for all of us, let's pray. So Father, thank you that good news is just that, that we have good news. Thank you that we didn't think the Christian faith up 
that you dropped it down. Thank you, Lord. And thank you that in Jesus, all the fullness of God dwells and we derive our identity and our purpose and our salvation from that. So, Father, I pray that the people of this church will be resourced and excited and loved. And that would be contagious. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen.